This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. Jill Thistlethwaite, medical advisor, NPS Medicine Wise, and has a special interest in interprofessional education and practice, but has been very much involved at Symposium 2018 in the anti antimicrobial uh, resentment stream that's resentment. been going on. Resentment. Oh, sorry, uh, resistance. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, resistance. Maybe stream. that's a good term, actually, because we are resenting the amount of antibiotics that are being prescribed. Well, so, we okay. well we are. So you're a GP. That's right. Yeah. Then you are part of the problem. Um, well, I think I think we, we have to take uh, some responsibility across the whole sector. Um, certainly the stream I um, chaired yesterday, there was a lot of discussion about what's happening in general practice um, rather than the hospital. The hospital sector seems to be... Uh, one, of, one of the things that's different about the hospital sector at the moment is they're getting together in as a, as a collaborative to look at this problem, which is easier to do in an institution because they're all co-located, whereas in general practice we're fairly isolated. Um, there's always been um, this culture in general practice of autonomy um, and having that we're making decisions with the patient in the consulting room, often quite separate from anything else that's going on. Um, and so the, the change in general practice um, has been a bit slower. Um, but I've been a GP for a long time and you know we've been discussing these issues for at least 25 years and I've been involved in health professional education for over 20 years and we've been discussing it in education. So it's a very difficult issue to solve and um, you know we just need to keep plugging away at it. I think the message that's more strong now after those 20 years is the resistance problem. So in the past, we were more thinking about not prescribing antibiotics just because you don't want to be taking medicines you don't need. Whereas now it's becoming more of a population problem in that we're, we're meeting resistance and we're getting concerned that we're not going to have the antibiotics that we, we want to use in the future. Why has it taken so long? Is it because the, the public's been... Uh, it has been driving this as well because oftentimes a, a, a patient will go to a doctor and say, I need an antibiotic. Well, to be fair to consumers, they often don't do that. Um, I mean, some, when you have a conversation, some do expect antibiotics. Um, but I think sometimes we assume that they want antibiotics and we don't ask the question. So I've often got to a point where... I've decided, you know, because obviously some people do need antibiotics. So we've got to that point where I've decided this particular patient needs an antibiotic. And then they'll say, do I really need to take it, doctor? So I think we just, you know, we make a lot of assumptions in practice. We make a lot of shortcuts. Um, and, you know, if you go back long enough when um, antibiotics were being used more than they are now, a lot of that, you know, it's the prescriber's responsibility. And, you know, we, we almost trained people to expect antibiotics. So we can't then turn around and blame them for that, you know. So I think we need to be very careful. And, and I think we, we have to get away from that kind of blame, oh, it's your fault, finger pointing, and really work together to try and overcome the, the, the problems that we're facing now. And, and I, think, I think things are changing the general population has more of an awareness that it's, it's not the body, it is actually the bacteria? Um, they, they, what's so fascinating about general practice is that 
almost everyone you talk to has a slightly different concept of what's going on. Um, so, I mean, there's certainly, you know, you can you can kind of almost feel with some patients, once you say virus, they go, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, and it's this, oh, it's just a virus. Um, as if because you there isn't a particular treatment for this, it's somehow not as serious. So I think, you know, it's getting over the fact that if it is a virus and you could be feeling really awful, um, we're not saying it's just a virus. It's just that, you know, at the moment for most viruses, we haven't got a specific cure. Um, so it's having really, um, it's, it's engaging with people and each consultation helps both the GP and the patient to move forward for the next one so you know you're constantly nudging people. What excites you about a symposium like this and 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 chairing a panel discussion on the antimicrobial resistance? Um, well I, these, these sorts of um, I've been to lots of conferences in my life and I think one of the the things that's really good and most people would say is one of the top things they get from conferences like this is the is the networking um, and I think this this particular symposium is fantastic because it brings together people from many different areas, disciplines, professions, and consumers. And um, a lot of uh, health-related conferences and health education-related conferences often miss out the consumer or the patient voice. So it's really fantastic that we've got that because we've got to keep remembering this is all about consumer care and population care at the end. It's not about the health professionals. Um, so it's about us doing our job better to improve health outcomes for, for our, our population. And that's, what, you know, that's why you go to work, basically. In doing a symposium and drawing up a program, antimicrobial resistance must be a real problem. Yeah, and, and you can see that from the program is, is that we've got two days with streams. So, uh, you know, it's probably the biggest theme in terms of time that there is. Um, there's been lots of other um, topics that have been discussed here. But, yeah, there's actually, you know, the, the two one and a half hour symposia with very interesting and very knowledgeable presenters um but then the yesterday when i was chairing we we had such a good discussion from the floor people are interested in this um you know people are wanting to do it better we all realize uh, one of one of the problems is that you don't tend to find in an area in a in a, a, a an audience like this that people are going oh you know it's fine to prescribe antibiotics you know resistance what's that you know we're a bit we're sort of converted but what we're looking for is strategies to bring the rest on board and having those discussions about what works where. So, I mean, there was, it was interesting. There was a few of the GPs who worked in the UK um, and were talking about, you know, while the NHS in, in England is in a, in a bit of a dire mess at the moment, you know, there are learnings from other uh, countries and, and it was quite interesting what, what they were saying as well about how things are done there, so... Where do we sit globe? Where do we sit globally? We're, we're high prescribers. Yeah, we, Australia is in the is in the you know the top band um, for the type of country it is, which is surprising. Um, so the 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 countries that have really reduced um, prescribing antibiotics, in particular the Netherlands. So in, in when I was um, a GP trainee, so this is going back a long time ago. Um, and in the early days as a GP, there were a lot of papers coming out of the Netherlands about antibiotic prescribing in general practice for respiratory tract infections, which are mostly viral, and what they were doing. So, 
you know, there's been people pushing this message for a while um, and we've just got to catch up. We've got to look at things. And, and in terms of general practice, I think we need to... And I'm going to. You know, this is this this undercurrent of you know of of the remuneration, the item of service payments, um, encouraging GPs to have longer conversations with people, uh, which the system at the moment doesn't tend to encourage. Um, you know that 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 conversation with your patients is 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 what is going to make make a difference at that individual level. I think I'd love to have you as a doctor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's very nice. <laughs> well, the future is now. Yes. Somebody has told I don't me very. Know what that means, no, I don't know either. But uh, <laughs> somebody's told me very, very recently that the discussion on antimicrobials has been going about twenty years. Are we making progress? I, th- I think we are. Ma- I think I think people are. Be- as I said earlier, I think people are beginning to aware- be aware of what will happen if we don't change. Whereas before it was, you know, we ought to change. But now we're actually, you know, the the. Um, you know the super gonorrhea which is you know in the headlines because of the nature of that illness Um, you know it's really making people think um, you know we want our next generations to have the same kind of of safety from infections as we've been used to Um, and that's you know that's a challenge my my father um, was in the last few years before the antibiotic um, treatments came out for TB and, you know, looking back then, you know, the, the, that world of infections could kill you, you know, pe- women having children, having, giving birth, you know, it was, it was always very risky. And we've lived through a period where we've not had to really worry so much. And it would be awful to have to face that worry again. You know? well, from a yeah. symposium like this, questions can be answered oh, uh, and, and questions can be put out there. Oh. So thank you so much for speaking about it. Oh, thank, uh, you for asking, thank you for asking me. I'm always happy to put out the message. <laughs> <laughs>